I ain't got a story. I'm not sharing it. I mean, you had a story. You don't got a story. You got a story. Don't got a story. Well, it's not that good. I started thinking about it. Yeah, I came in. You know, I throw my book bag down. <laughs> I'm trying to get this my computer set up. So, uh, once I set it up, I realized, oh god, I have a, I have. <laughs> long story short, I have a 12 bottled case of wine that I have to sign off on coming today between 2.30 and 4.30 because uh, I might or may not have signed up for membership when we went to a vineyard, whatever. Anyway, so I got to sign off on this case of wine that's coming between 2.30 and 4.30. I couldn't see the door. I had my headphones on. So then I put it in front of the door. Well, I put my computer down, accidentally kicked the chair. It hits the Roomba. The Roomba starts freaking going all over the place i'm i don't have the app so i'm trying to chase it down hit the home button on top of it and trying to get it back home oh this is this is definitely going in the pot so then i got my keurig over here this you know this trying to boil up getting it started so then i had to replug that computer because i I didn't want to hit the roomba again and uh, now i'm in my chair I'm at the door, so there may or may not be a UPS guy that comes while we record that we can edit out for me signing off on this case. Or you can put him on it. Put him on the on the podcast. I'm pretty sure that's illegal. But um, and then on the way here, I had a bang on the floor of my car. Yeah, I take a right turn, and apparently there is a pointy metal object somewhere that's connected to the bottom of the, the passenger chair i'm sitting there i turn and then all of i'm not even kidding all i see is just i hear this and this liquid just splashes my windshield on my driver's side and this thing it is poked a hole into my bang and it is squirted all over my windshield my steering wheel and everything i didn't get one drop on my clothes or on me not no it shot straight over me all on the windshield so it's like half pouring out in my floorboard so i'm sitting there trying to wrap it up in the bag still drive still trying to get home i got you texting me like where you at so it's been this is this has been it's been a little chaotic but we are settled is your life ever normal Welcome back, everybody. It's the Tattoos and Jesus. We're gonna go ahead and uh, we're gonna go ahead while Marty's looking up Rivers by by Leon Bridges. We're going to the library. In, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and throw in an introduction. This is probably just gonna be a Maj Paj introduction session. But your uh, life is Maj Paj. Y'all probably hear about it in in the first few minutes here. But welcome back, welcome back, Marty. Did What's you add up? it to your library? Have you listened? Listen. To it? No, I'm not. I'm not going to listen to it right now. I'll listen to it on my way home. Okay. Uh, how's your week going, Josh? Other than the story you have pre-told for us today. Oh, uh, we good. We good. Everything's, listen, everything's driving. Um, I went to NASCAR race last Sunday. Right. It was amazing. It's the end of my I was story. There. No, you weren't. I tried to get you to go, and you wouldn't go. I wasn't in town. I told Listen, you I was on a golf trip. Dale Earnhardt Jr. on his podcast oh, said, "Here we go." Team if Jones. I was a race fan, I'd be going to Martinsville this weekend. 
So since I know he listens to the show, I just want to let you know. I followed your advice, Dale. Mm. Signed up. Went on it. And it was it delivered, man. 100% delivered. Um, the second place car spun the leader with like five laps to go to win the race. Who was the second place car? Alex Bowman. Spun Denny Hamlin to take the lead. Now, it wasn't intentional. I mean, it was like an accidental thing. He got into him. The leader spun. He didn't, like, take him out. But Denny was mad. After the race, come sliding up, blocking him, went nose-to-nose with him, did a burnout. He was ticked off. After the race, called him a hack. He said he's a hack. He <laughs> he gets his butt kicked every week, and he, and he uh, but he just happened to win today. He's a hack. Well, Alex Bowman by the next day had t-shirts made Alex Bowman hack. <laughs> I bet them things been selling like crazy. Right. Making money off that. So anyway, but it you sounds know, exciting. It was exciting. It was, um, here's the thing though. If you're not a race fan, this is where I struggle. Like I almost feel like becoming a race fan. It's either in you or it's not in you. Like, there are some people that like, like, the moments of action. Like, oh, yeah, I can get into that. Just like in any sporting event, the last 30 seconds is entertaining or whatever. Like, anybody can get into those moments of high, like, whatever. But, like, I feel like some people can just get into racing and some people can't. So, it's hard for me to figure out who who in my life would be like, oh, yeah, that would be a fun time. Because there's large periods of time in a race where action is not happening. And so, like, you have to understand the sport to still find value and enjoyment in those moments. Um, kind of like in a, in a baseball game, right? Like you have to understand pitching and hitting to like get value and just watching the monotony of the sporting event play out. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like there's not action per se. It's like, Oh, he threw another pitch, but like understanding the dynamics of what that means can actually bring enjoyment to a sports fan. Cause you understand the strategy. It's the same way in racing. Like there's large periods of time where there's not wrecking or action per se, but like strategy is playing out. Like, and if you understand that, it's still really enjoyable. So like, it's hard for me to figure out how to bridge that gap for people. Yeah. I wasn't bridged right there. Thank you. That was not bridged right there. Um, but you want to I, some- I understand the comparison because I don't really care anything about baseball until like the last inning. Yeah. So. Or like the NFL is another good example. It just looks like oh, a bunch of guys hitting each other. Like there's action, but if you know the plays and how the quarterback's reading the defense and how the defense is trying to predict the quarterback, like all of that stuff, like it adds to the enjoyment of the game. Um, but here's a crazy thing. So I grew up, I spent seven years of my life in Pennsylvania. Um, and so I'm still Facebook friends with some of the, some of the adults now that I I went to elementary school with. So I've not seen these people since fifth grade, but when Facebook popped out, I looked some of them up and we became friends. We don't talk or anything, but we're there. A kid that I went to elementary school with was at the race in Martinsville posted pictures, but I didn't run into him. No, I didn't Uh, run into him. I didn't see it till like two days ago. Man. What a friend. I know. What a friend. What a small Uh, world. That would have been absolutely crazy though. If I'd have been like, that's Mark Beverly. I went to elementary school with that guy. He listened to the pod. We'll find out. I just gave him a shout out. Um, Mark. 
Yeah, it was funny because we were the two biggest guys in our class. Like we were the two, like we were big. Well, so. And we were both race fans. Something about it, you know, <laughs> something about being the biggest kid in your class. If, and you, races, were, if you, you were know, taller, really? you would, if you were taller, you would like it. Yeah. <sighs> there's not, there's a connection there somewhere. Yeah. Listen, should we dive into this coffee review today? <laughs> yeah i mean we've dove into about everything you, possible you got your coffee oh yeah i got it all right so to, merched t and j that's really funny because i mug. almost rocked it in my t and j mug mm-hmm. however i have it instead in my normal mug so get a little sip sip here what we're reviewing today so we reviewed a while back green mountain Sumatra Reserve. And if I'm not mistaken, it was the best K cup for sure. And one of the best coffees that we have reviewed to date. Like it is a go to favorite, Green Mountain Sumatra. Well, today we have Starbucks Sumatra. This is the comparison K cup wise for Green Mountain. And so, had you had it before that sip no. I just saw you take? Nope. Never had it. Never had it. I drink. So, I had a huge box of this stuff. So, I've been drinking it. So, I don't got that first sip feeling. Um, Some Marty special. Yeah. Starbucks. Suma. Gotta write it down. Um, what's, your, what's, your first, what's your first thought? First thought. It packs a strong punch. I like it. I like it. For a K-cup, I like it. It's got a strong flavor for a K-cup. I wish I would have done the Green Mountain side-by-side with it and did, did like a yeah comparison. It's, it's hard for me to remember. Like, it's been a couple months, probably ongoing, like three months, if not longer, three or four months since we hit up the Sumatra Reserve. Uh, and so I remember it being delicious, but I can't vividly remember its taste that's good though that's but good. this i mean i drink this like on a daily basis like it's it's solid so tell me this you don't know the score you don't know and i i'm not looking so i don't remember what we got I, I loosely remember what we give it but best you can recall which is which which do you think is better just as you think about it This is good. How many times are you going to say that? That's good. Oh. <laughs> I I would I don't know. I mean, I would say how much was how much is a box? Cuz the Green Mountain, they wouldn't I mean, I ordered like 80 of them, but yeah. Green Mountain Sumatra how much was the Reserve. Starbucks? All right, so Green Mountain for a twenty-four pack, it is loosely twenty-two dollars at Walmart. All right, so Starbucks Sumatra. 
Oh, you get a 72 count at Sam's. 72 count for $36. Okay, so Walmart 72 count is, uh, let me see if there's a 24 count. There's a 48 pod count and it's $44. Oh, wait, no, 22 to 22 is $16. So about the same cost, really. Okay. Uh, you can get a 24 pack from officesupply.com for $19. So actually, Starbucks may actually just be a, a tick cheaper but loosely they're head-to-head within a dollar or two of each other mm, that's good stuff it's a dark it's it's a dark coffee six nine six nine i hadn't even thought about my score what do i want to give this thing definitely up there one of the best cake cups i've had I think it's only like a, a six six for me. You also drink it every day. Yeah, I know. So six, so that's three. So six seven five. We're gonna give it a six point seven five. What do we give Green Mountain here? Green Mountain. Some ooh seven one. So it's a strong number two. It's right there, just like the cost head to head. They're right there together. So they're both. So that's the two best K cups we've had. I do believe. I still drink. I drank the pumpkin spice one the other day. It was good. Uh, the K-Cup? Yeah. I finished the K-Cups, but I'm still drinking the Dunkin' Donuts PSL ground coffee. Oh, yeah. Uh, so six, seven. Let me see. Now, yeah, K-Cup wise. Let me see if anything else has touched it. No. No. No, man, hands, I mean, by leaps and bounds. So green, Any. I, I'm starting to believe it's the Sumatra that is delicious. And anybody that makes it, it's probably going to be good. Yeah, Sumatra, the actual, the blend is good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Especially for K-Cups. Yeah. Uh, it makes me wonder what, like, Starbucks Sumatra would taste like in ground. Because, you know, yeah. we talk a lot about how K-Cups tend to dilute the strength. And so this is a pretty strong cu cup of coffee, flavor-wise. Yeah. It's good. Mm. Um, all right. So I had a patient ask me a question yesterday. And I said, I'm going to ask this on my podcast tomorrow. Because it was the most ridiculous question I've ever been asked. So I want you to answer it. <laughs> How do you bridge the gap for race fans? No. I actually know how you bridge the gap. Um, alcohol? Alcohol. I was about to say three <laughs> three Coors Lights. <laughs> uh, all right. So if you had to burn any of your possessions right now, anything in your life right now, what would you burn in a fire? I had a teenager ask me this yesterday. He just looked at me randomly in the middle of our conversation. He said, if you had to burn something in your life right now, what would you burn? Mm. I'm not real sure where this session was headed, but um, a possession of my life that I would like to burn. I mean, I'll probably shoes. 
I don't I don't have a lot of shoes, but I got a pair that needs to be thrown away. So I'll probably burn those. You're burning your shoes? <laughs> yeah, I mean. I don't I I mean they're busted up anyway, so Okay. Like what kind of question is that? Like what I don't know. It's just the most random what's, thing. What's your answer? Fat. That doesn't count. Fat that burn, burn fat. No, no, that does not count. You said in a fire. You said in a oh. fire. <laughs> what do you, what I don't care the burn? mechanism. I, suppose I still don't just get the result. me right there and just change it up. <laughs> what, burn? What do you burn right now? Marijuana. I mean, what? I mean, you can't. Oh. That's not something you just throw on somebody. So what? What possess? You said what possession? I got two trees in my backyard that I really want gone. Can I burn the trees down? No, that's not your in your possession. Ah. God's trees. I own the land. What would you do if he responded like? I'll tell you what I'd like to burn all of my sister. all of my six year olds' toys. Because they end up in my bed. So, but what does a six-year-old play with? Like, I knew what I played with when I was six. I played with, like, wrestling figures. Yeah, yeah he's got a ton of, like, race cars and, like, vehicles oh, of various no. types. Balls, lots of bouncy balls. Uh, weapons. There's a lot of Nerf guns. Uh, what else does he really like right now? Stuffed animals. He looks stuffed animals. I don't mind those as much. They're not painful. Right now, Charlie, uh, God bless him, when he comes and crawls in our bed in the middle of the night, he's started this thing about a week ago where he sleeps upside down. And so I wake up throughout the night because I've just kicked him in the face or mm. he's kicking me in the face. Mm. He'll need therapy for that when he gets older. Yeah, it really is driving me nuts because, like, he'll crawl in and be right side up. And then all of a sudden he flips. And I don't understand it. I don't know where this trend has started. I mean, just rolling around. I mean, the man's trying to get comfortable. Apparently. Trying to get cozy. So if you could burn one person in your life, no, I'm just kidding. Like, what would you do if he would have said, like, well, his mom or something? Like, is that a reportable incident or? Probably not. He <laughs> just just let it happen. I would work that out. Yeah. yeah do a plan for that. Yeah. Um, I will say. Have you ever, like, been in a session and then they've confessed to you that they've been abducted by aliens. Have I ever been in a session? No. I've had some weird things confessed to me, but never that I've been abducted by aliens. How would you handle a person coming in mm -hmm. saying Hey, Marty, I just, I really need to work through this right now. Sure. I was abducted by aliens last week. So I'm immediately going to be on the lookout for a couple things. Because there are some people that just have this 
extraterrestrial belief system. That's probably not who's sitting in front of me right then. I'm immediately going to be concerned as to whether we have someone who is uh, having audio or visual hallucinations, uh, a manic episode, or has been using drugs. If all three were not <laughs> present, yeah, then where does it go from there? It goes out the door because I'm out. So that's it. That's all we got. We say <laughs> hi. Um, so I had a woman one time who she had some religiosity, I would call it, where she claimed that she knew and experienced things. Now, aliens, I would not quite put on the religious front, but I, I just kind of rolled with it, man. I just, I mean, I didn't, I just kind of went with it. Like, you know, she's not hurting anybody. She can believe in her aliens. So why, why do you ask? What would you do if somebody said that they had been, did this happen to you? So no, not at all. But it was on the same pathway as it was. Somebody comes to me and says, Hey, I was abducted by aliens last week. I would say, so when's the last time that you used meth? First of all, since, you know, that would be the common thing for me. And when's the last time you went to sleep? Because you're using meth. So, you know, there's a lot that goes into it as far as uh, my end of it more than your end of it. I mean, I guess, I mean, you would probably see some people who use, but my this was my this was the conversation uh, okay so let me just give you the breakdown of where my mind went okay. i wake up the other night three o'clock in the morning can't go back to sleep mind's all over the place when i wake up i think i had like a dream or something i was like man what's going on sitting there you know whatever just trying to roll over trying to go to sleep can't do it so i was like man i gotta read something because usually when i read i start getting sleepy so on my app I got the Bible app, pull up the Bible in Acts, start reading. In Acts, there is a spot. I think I asked you this yesterday. So there's a spot. Acts 19, 35, it says, I'll just jump down to the bottom of it. Who is there who does not know the city of the Ephesians? is temple keeper of the great Artemis. What, where are you at? What's the reference again? Acts 19.35. He's in a city. He's talking to some people in a crowd. And he's questioning their idols. The bottom of that verse says, in the city of Ephesians is a temple keeper of the great art, whatever. And of the sacred stone that fell from the sky. So I read that and I was like, is Paul over here talking about meteorites right now hitting Earth? Like, you know, so it got my mind thinking because a lot of people like to separate science 
and religion and like you talk about dinosaurs and meteorites aliens all these categories that are completely separated from the bible so it kind of catches me off guard when the bible talks about it even though i know that both can be and are true so it's kind of like it just throws me off so i started researching it he's in asia and there was a meteorite supposedly that hit asia long time ago long like bc they found the crater in asia so my thought was is this what paul is talking about in acts and then you know from there your your mind just goes all over the place you got meteorites you think about the dinosaurs you think about the flood like how many of these stories are tied in so uh, the idea of a meteorite which isn't that foreign of a concept immediately takes you to dinosaurs and aliens well, this is why, because I was, I, you know, I did some research as far as just like reading stuff one day at work, you know, whatever, not really research, just got caught up in a rabbit hole, you call it research, whatever. And Isaac Newton believed that the flood of Noah was caused by the meteorite or the, you know, whatever it was that killed supposedly killed the dinosaurs isaac newton believed that they were they were tied together like so the the flood was caused the same meteorite that paul's referencing the asian meteorite now i don't think it was the same it was a different meteorite i think it was a different one could be caused the flood how did it cause the flood because of how hard it impacted it caused the water to rise up because of the impact and flood the earth due where's, to where's the there should be still a hole from this thing based on his report well what? if it's in the ocean we don't know oh so he's saying it hit the ocean yeah like straight like so fast it goes straight down to the ocean and once you, you know you if you go into water that fast yeah. it all comes up i'm aware of the physics of it do you know how water works usually when have you ever jumped in like a pool, Aquaman, and like? Do you, do you see me? I'm my own meteorite. Can you imagine the splash? <laughs> so that's where. So that's where. Empty a pool. <laughs> exactly. So same concept, but with the Earth. So where does Sir Isaac Newton get his idea that it, there was a meteorite? The theory. Some. Theory. It's just a theory. Yeah, it was the, the science theory or whatever scientific theory they have, what killed dinosaurs, everybody talks about, you know, the meteor, meteorite, their scientific theory of how that happened. So he tied that in with the flood of Noah. And he said both can be true. He said God uses na- I mean, natural things to perform the miracles in the making Bible. up theories here then can i pose a theory that god reached down out of heaven put his finger in the ocean spun it and wiped it out yeah if if that's what you want to believe that's yeah i mean it doesn't say how i want my theory i want a hundred years they're doing a podcast that say sir john martin Hyde. about that that. if they've listened to the rest of the podcast i don't believe you're going to be credited i don't know the scientific proof behind the dinosaurs dying by meteor i mean it's all over but i don't know what made them think that okay so 
I'm with, okay, tell me this. Do you believe in dinosaurs? Do you believe dinosaurs are real? Dinosaur, yeah, I mean, I believe so. I don't know if like dinosaurs, I don't, I don't really understand why that's a big deal for most people to understand the concept of dinosaurs. Like the Bible is not really interested in telling us a lot of things that a lot of people make a big deal about, like how old it is dinosaurs like like different scientific things but you believe I, in, yeah you believe in dinosaurs yeah I can, I can believe in that um i mean i i feel like there's pretty sufficient evidence right that dinosaurs existed like i yeah. get the whole like putting the wrong bones together to create things to create a new species that may not have but like there's whole fossils i mean there's whole right. like deals the one that gets me here's where i get confused because I'll go with like if we're going with the flood, literal flood, right? Not the figurative, like some people will put let's pretend to literally flooded. All right, let's go with that approach to uh history. I can say that that logically makes sense as to when the dinosaur ceased to exist. Where I get confused is in the account of Noah, it says two of every animal was brought onto the ark. It doesn't say two of every animal less than 5,000 pounds. Right, enough that he can fit on the boat. <laughs> like, right, Like so that's where I get confused. Like, I feel like it should clarify that some were left behind. Yeah, not all animals, right. And then, and then you gotta think like- He doesn't, why doesn't he? Why isn't it? Maybe not, maybe some animals weren't living in the region that needed to be saved. I mean, he ain't gonna go, he ain't gonna travel like 5,000 miles to discover like a parakeet in a tree that he's trying to say. Listen, like, he, he didn't go get the animals. God brought the animals to the ark. Right. That's what I'm saying. So like, so you're saying God's not going to travel 5,000 miles to get the parakeet. Not if he's got another breed of it. Like there's no need. You know what I'm That's saying? Good. I'm glad to know that God only cares about some breeds of animals. Yeah, I mean, there are animals. I mean, it, it is what, like, lizards, reptiles, you know, everybody's like, oh, well, they're a part of the species of dinosaur, whatever, crocodile, alligators. Like, yeah. God was like, okay, well, obviously, two gar. Have you seen those gar fish? Uh-uh. Oh, my goodness. You didn't that's, need to save the fish. That's, I'm just telling you, a gar fish, is that's a freaking dinosaur. That's a fish dinosaur. Google it, gar they're all over like the place. Joke. No. They, are they in Lake Bowen? Yeah, they're everywhere. Um, so he saved the littler species. Like two T-Rexes, obviously not going to fit in the ark. I mean, they also could probably kill humans. So so what your theory is, is flood's oh. real. Get the flood. We're going with the real flood here that he saved some animals. That's probably when they wiped out the dinosaurs. Yeah. I can I get with that. What would you do if a dinosaur walked up to your window? Nothing. Nothing? I mean, probably take a picture of it, but I'm out of What do you want me to do? <laughs> I ask poop, is this I name? my pants. I mean, it's not hard to believe that. Oh, that thing's massive. I told you. Looking up a gar, aren't you? Yeah, got a bigger mouth than you.
So, yeah, I would I'd be okay with that. I'd be I would be perfectly okay with dinosaurs, the flood, the meteorites, the comets, the hitting earth. Yeah. Like I'm good with all of. It. I'm good with the 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 world, the earth being a million years old, two thousand years old. People get all up and uptight about this stuff. Yeah. I just I don't understand. I don't understand. When you read the Old Testament at 3 a.m. when you can't sleep. <laughs> All right. Also, maybe have some influence. Have you ever thought there's a lot more that we do not know about the first years of the world than what we do know? Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, what's the Nephilim? The little those creatures or whatever. They're not creatures. They're giants from the gods that came down and had children with the daughters of the world, the Nephilim. The creatures. What's that about? Nephilim. N E P H I L something. N E P H Nephilim. Oh. Okay. Let's let's be a little realistic here. Like you type it in, it's like this picture of like this weird. Nobody knows what it looks like. Just like nobody knows what Jesus looks like. Jesus was not what everybody thinks he looks like. All right. So you're telling me that you don't know what Jesus looks like, but you know what he doesn't look like? Yeah, he doesn't look like a long-haired, six-foot-five white man. Can you stop talking about me? I mean, he's, he doesn't have long hair. He doesn't have a beard. He doesn't drink coffee. That's always, nah. A group of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unusually who lived before and after the flood. Mm-hmm. Like, I, okay, I get that there's a lot of questions. I really don't care how old the earth is. But just in reading the Old Testament, there's a lot that occurred in a short period of time. Like, my guess is it's probably somewhere in the middle. It's probably not like 100 billion years old. Ah, It's probably not 3,000 years old either. Right. Like, there's some time that passed for some of this stuff to happen and these things to develop. Uh, But did you know, I did some research. Did you know there's two theories about what the Nephilim are? What are they? First and most popular theory is that the Nephilim were part of the fallen angels uh, that left heaven. And what they do, they were enticed by the attractiveness of the females on earth. Can't blame them. And came down and started mating with them. Um, And so that's theory one. The other theory that also makes a lot of sense to me is called the Sethian theory. All right, so Seth was the son of Adam and Eve. Cain and Abel, Cain, Abel, and Seth, right? Those were the three. Am I right? No, go roll with it. I thought it was anyway. Cain and Abel. Seth was a brother of theirs. Uh, well, didn't Seth come along after Cain killed Abel? I think he had they had Seth later on. Uh, I could be theologically incorrect here, but I think third son of Adam and Eve. Thank you. All right, and so what they suggest is that when they talk about the daughters of God, 
they talk about Seth as like what he was known. He was known as godly. He was known as uh, a follower of God. He was a godly. It was his lineage. It was like a godly patriarch, whereas Cain was the evil one. Right. And so they said that maybe what they're referencing is that the the sons, the, the lineage, the male lineage of Cain, which would have or the male lineage of Seth, because they reference them as like the the sons of the gods or something could have been referenced to the lineage of Seth found the daughters of evil or the daughters of earth or whatever which was a reference to the women of the lineage of cain uh which was considered evil because of cain found them attractive and started having children with them that's the the more like practical like let's de-weird this thing <laughs> theory right well both make sense i know but people go to the court so there's one simple way to find out What's that? Ask God. Yeah, it's true. I mean, yeah. I'll add that to my list. Yeah, makes to add that on there. Yeah. That's, that's two good theories, though. I mean, yeah. a lot of the language that we try to translate from back in the day also doesn't translate perfectly mm -hmm. with what we understand as a word. Like, yeah. I was talking to another pastor, and um, he said there's a theory out there that uh, – what Moses threw down and his staff turned into was not a serpent, but more like a dragon type of creature because of the Hebrew word doesn't translate exactly a serpent, but the ones the magicians did, did translate to snake, but he has translated into something greater than a snake, but it was snake like. And so the alligator. The theory was, I don't maybe anaconda. It, the the theory was that the what he turned it into is where the basis of dragons came from. The idea of dragons came from because of how it looked. Either way, the man had a wood stick, and it turned into a freaky animal. Right. Serpent or dragon? I mean, I get it. dragon trump serpent. Still scary. Yeah, because I said it ate up the rest. Good Lord. So, I mean, it's this not going to make or break me. Here's the observation I like to make. I think uh, that in look. 2021, and I mean recent history, we often look at historical documents. Let's stick to the Bible for the discussion's sake. And we do two common errors. One is sometimes I think we over we like we over weird the stuff like we over add like mysticism or we over like sometimes I think the an the answer is a little more like normal than we like to think like we make it like this like dragons and fairies and weirdness but it probably was a little more normal than that but then on the flip side sometimes I think we oversimplify things that are like otherworldish, right? I mean, I it's like it's that often, but I think sometimes. You know, I was reading an article today that said the rest of the world has not forgot about the third realm, the realm of the spiritual, where good and evil coexist, 
and interact with us here in the physical world. Right. But the Western world seems to have. Western people tend to acknowledge the spiritual realm of God and the physical realm that we live in. But we will, with our lips, we'll say we, we acknowledge that there's a spiritual, like an, a third realm. But like practically speaking, we don't really. Right. It's here now, flesh, science. Yeah. Because it's, it's almost like we have to believe in something this intellectual. <clears throat> like we want to be smarter. But really, and honestly, we just don't know how to explain it. So we don't, we act like it doesn't exist. And I'm here for it. I'm here, I'm here for that. Let's get, let's get a little so observation are you, there. Are you here doctor. for this? What do you think about aliens? Hard take. Hot take. Sorry. Hot take. Aliens are completely 100% fake and not real. No way. 100%. 100%? You, you will not be able to ever convince me that aliens are real. A lot of people get upset about that. I don't understand. As a Christian, it's hard for me. Oh, now, as, you, now you pulling out your spirit. <laughs> as a Christian, it's hard for me to believe that aliens exist, period, on top of the fact that there's other civilizations outside of Earth that exist. You'd have to believe both. If you believe in aliens, you also have to believe there are other, other civilizations. What evidence do you have? I get that we don't necessarily have evidence for aliens, but what evidence do you have that gives you certainty that they don't exist? We've never in our entire life ever. This is already bad. This is already. Don't, don't ever say, don't even say a, a spaceship. People are like, oh, you can't explain. You know how much military advancement goes on that we have no clue about? Like, they're like, I, that's a spaceship because it's too fast. I'm like, oh, okay, so you're telling me nobody in this entire world can make anything that fast. Lies. There's no evidence at all. You listen to an interview with Elon Musk, and, you know, Elon, he doesn't care one way or other, Christian, yeah. not Christian, aliens. He said, all the time that I've spent in research space, I have not gathered one piece of evidence that anything out there can be alive. So Elon Musk is your source of Elon, absolute. And the this also makes sense as to why Bible. you like Kanye West. The core message of the Bible also teaches that we're probably. So what is it. the def, what is the definition of an alien? What would make something an alien? Anything that is live outside of Earth. Okay. Okay. So how about all the people that we love that died and went to heaven? They're oh, dead. angels. I said that are alive outside of Earth. Yeah. Our what do you mean? Yeah, you just said how they're about, dead. How about my grandpa in heaven right now? Is he not alive outside of Earth? No, he's dead. Outside of Earth. What? He ain't with Jesus? Is he? Is What's his address? You have to have an address to be yes. an alien? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's his address? If he's Heaven. Out, he's... 101 Heaven's <laughs> Gate. No, I think Heaven's Gate is that cult. But, <laughs> um, which is also about aliens. 
No, outside of Earth, like living creatures outside, outside of, of Earth. Earth. Heaven is outside of Earth. New heaven, new Earth. We will be on Earth. The heaven is the currently, not currently. Yeah, currently. Sheol, the the place of the dead, is outside of the realm of Earth. Realm. Realm. It's another realm. Yeah. That we just talked about. In our realm, in this physical. So, how about an angel? Realm, then? Go with angel. How about angels? Angels operate outside of Earth. Are they not? That would not be considered an alien if an angel showed up. No. They're not living creatures. Angels that ain't living creatures. Live on another planet, and like <laughs> you're on another planet. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Okay, I'll just I'll say this to just to stop arguing with you because you there's no way you actually believe that. So, what the Western culture idea of aliens? Western Western culture's yeah. view of what aliens are. Yeah. Little green man. Yes. No way. No shot. No shot. And to almost to weird, the extent, I'm looking out my window right now. <laughs> and there's a little green guy that's pissed off at you. Well, that's probably because uh, you need to either be taking your meds or stop taking something else. Mm. Okay. Um, what's the name of that? Uh, the in uh, Looney Tunes, or whatever it is, little green Martian. Martian. What's it? What's his name? Martian. That's his name. You talking about the the black? Uh, it's got a big black yeah. like hole as a head for to represent like the galaxy. Yeah. Cartoon Martian. So, what is your take on it? Oh yeah, it's Marvin. Marvin the Martian. Marvin the Martian. Yeah, he's real. My, so what's my your take? take on it? Yeah. Okay. What's your take on it there? My take is this. Mm -hmm. Generally speaking. Oh, here we go. I'm already answer. I do not think aliens exist. Okay. I think that I'm going to add a caveat. Well, okay. There's two sides to this that I want to say. And it goes back to the angels and the third realm situation. I'll, I'll say this. I, I think we in the Western world under understate the existence of good and evil in the, the spiritual realm that is all around us, but we don't experience, you know, and I do think scripture points to the fact that sometimes angels um, and heavenly powers exist here on earth, right? It says maybe it was. Right. You were okay. you were engaging an angel, and so I do think there's weird stuff that happens that leads us to realize something else is out there. There's something else going on, and maybe it's those experiences that have led people to believe that maybe that other that's out there is is another planet, it's another civilization, it's another world. So I do believe that there is a spiritual realm that good and evil exists on even separate from heaven itself where god and um all things related to god exist <clears throat> there is a spiritual realm outside of that uh, but generally speaking like we live in a society that 
is not just all Christian. It's not all like the Bible is the ultimate source of authority. And so I think a lot of times people have a realization that there's these other things that are happening, but they have to come up with an answer that does not involve uh, God, Jesus, or spiritual things. And so they come up with alternate explanations such as maybe aliens or alternate universes um i don't think that's the only reason people come up with it but i do think that is one reason is they do realize like we sense that there's something else at play and so the creativity of our minds comes up with these like third party options such as aliens that being said the bible i i do not think gives reason to absolutely and exclusively eliminate the possibility of another world i don't i don't think it absolutely so that being said i'm about 97 and a half percent sure that what we have is what there is but if i were to die and find out i was wrong it wouldn't blindside me because I think there's a lot of things that we generally believe to be absolutely true that when we die, we're going to realize we were wrong about. That's a, um, I mean, that's a fair point. And if I met someone who said, I'm a Bible believing Christian, and I believe that with 97.5% certainty that there might be other worlds and other things out there, I'm not going to think you're on drugs. I may not be able to get there with you. But I don't think it's like a foundational issue that makes you a heretic or makes you like some other like weird Heaven's Gate cult following freak. Like, I think there's room to differ in that. It's not a foundational theology that really matters at all. I mean, it messes with the core a little bit of the message of the Bible. Does it? I mean... It, it does, because then you would have to say, well, did Jesus also die for them? So that's okay. That's a good question. I, I read an article one time that did state their belief was because the Bible is explicitly written. So here's that as another thing, though, is God revealed himself to us in person and through scripture. But but that's specific to us. Is it possible that he could have revealed himself in like fashion to them? But he, it doesn't mean he's obligated to tell us he did that. Yeah, there I mean, could, I agree. There could be another world with, with beings existing on it, which we would consider aliens, in which God also intervened, revealed himself. That doesn't mean he's obligated to tell us that he did that. Right. It also so, means there could have been a world before us. You have pushed me from 99 to 97 and a half. I can see that because the core message is directly related to us. Could yes. he, could he yes. also do the same thing on another world, another earth, yep. no, whatever. Absolutely. No, I'm not inclined to believe he has. Right. At the same time, I have no evidence to say he has not. But it also goes back to your first point of it helps people have this. And I think C.S. Lewis says this. He's like, We've, we have a desire that cannot be met because we were created for a world that doesn't yet, has not yet came. 
And so it's like the spiritual realm thing that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. We have in our core a desire for something else. Right. It's like that cliche statement. We have a God-shaped hole inside of us. Right. And But we manifest that. People don't, if you don't grasp the concept of God, believing God, you have to manifest that in some form or fashion. And aliens can be that manifestation of that desire that we have been created for could be aliens could be as simple as your family work i mean they have like and i feel i feel like this kind of gets into the mental health aspect a little bit i feel like those manifestations play into the emotional mental aspects of who we are and it it almost plays into sometimes, sometimes it doesn't, the widespread pretty much just like epidemic of anxiety and depression because we don't know like where this desire comes from. So it's not met. We don't have a like a solid foundation to lay this on and we worry about that. And then that purpose is gone and that, and it, so it just plays with your mental aspect a little bit. Um, but I mean, that's just going down listen, the rabbit hole. But. You you're going down a rabbit hole and make trying to make this thing like relevant to our discussion. I'm still back on. Do aliens exist? Uh, so the article I read said they made they made the statement that if they did exist, they would be spiritually unredeemable because Christ died and the scriptures were written for us here on earth. But that's made on the assumption that He did not reveal Himself to them also. So, I don't know. That was my last part of it. Yeah. I'm still, like, I'm with you. Like, I do think, like, on one hand, I think we're far more aware that something else exists in this world than we, like, consciously talk about. And at the same time, we downplay it a lot. I don't know. No, it's good. I think it plays to the cultures, too, because... One culture is so against it in the West that you just kind of get into a habit. You're easily distracted. You're comfortable. It doesn't matter. And then one culture is so in tune to it, to the yeah. even to the point of like worshiping like handmade clay items and idols and right, like to you, the core of it. How do you explain this? You know, in the um, Old Testament, the story of Saul, right? Saul was the first... Um, not the first leader, but he was the first king of Israel. Um, and so I forget where, what passage, what scripture, I don't know, first Samuel, first king, something, I don't know. He, so he makes it illegal for what they call necromancers to be around, but basically like card readers, witches, whatever, uh, people that interact with the other world. <sighs> is illegal but then he gets all wigged out and so he travels to another country disguises himself as somebody else and goes to a fortune teller and the fortune teller makes a person appear that ends up being a a historical patriarch in the christian lineage that then speaks truth to to saul how does that even happen like so did god let a like secular fortune teller summon 
a patriarch of Christian lineage to talk to Saul. How how's that play out? It's a good point. I mean, I think in the Old Testament, especially, it's like there had to be a lot more. I think that's what people today kind of like struggle with. There had to be a lot more divine intervention because they have nothing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't have anything. Like, they don't have science. They don't have books. They don't have, like, all these things. So there had to be more miracle-based situations, more So you think that the supernatural, the supernatural experiences have declined because of the like we know more i don't think they've declined i just think they're more open open then than it is now because you didn't have the spirit i mean you know you didn't have mm-hmm. you didn't have the word because of the word you know the bible you like god had to directly talk and intervene because they didn't have the bible and i think that's where the disconnection comes from is like the bible is technically these miracles that god intervened in you know so there'd be no difference between that happening and then us reading a book about c.s lewis written by a secular author telling him no difference a little bit different. let me tell you something if if my like great aunt somebody pops up in front of me it's a little different than the book i read yeah that's true but same concepts though because you're not going to have access to that then. So there had to be some more divine intervention then than there is now. I mean, there's still divine inter- intervention now. It just comes in a more practical way because of the development of civilization. I mean, it's just like, I think there's just a, a, a bridge and a gap. It's just, and especially you hear about like Western cultures, like villages, they have a bunch of visions, they get saved and things like that. And they're like, Oh, that didn't happen here. And I was like, yeah, because you got 45 churches within a mile radius of you. It's like, they have literally one church on the whole entire, like Eastern side of the country. So there has to be divine intervention there because of the lack of resources or whatever you want to call it. Listen, we're going to have to wrap this up now because I'm about to start asking questions about, well, if God's divinely going to reveal himself to that group of people, why hasn't he done it to other groups of people? He has. All people. It's still our mission to go and talk to him, but mm. you hear about things happening like that all, all, all over. All over. Seas. Overseas. Overseas, man. England. I mean, maybe I've never been to England. Listen, we're out of time. We got wrapped up. This is this was a this was a wild one. <laughs> this is a lot like how I entered the house today. <laughs> wild and untamed. This was a is a perfect description. Waiting for aliens to appear. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a wrap. Holy aliens. Holy aliens! Wow, that that'd be a heck of a title to get into uh, all right you will no longer be an elder at your church if you go and tell them that they're holy, holy aliens, aliens. Man. all right until next time y'all behave yourselves all right peace out